0: You've had bariatric surgery and your new journey has begun. It's an exciting time, isn't it? But can also be a time of confusion and uncertainty. What do you eat now, next week, next month, and down the track? I have tips for you to try and suggested recommendations for the best outcome in these first six to eight weeks coming up hi i'm registered dietitian nutritionist dr susan mitchell you're listening to the bariatric surgery success podcast episode number 42. i'd like to give a shout out to nick who had this to say about the podcast have enjoyed listening to your podcast really great to have information directly relevant to bariatric surgery related eating thank you nick i often hear that after surgery it's so confusing as to which direction to go I'm glad to help and to know that the information is relevant. Thank you for listening, Nick, and thank each of you for listening and sharing with your friends. Well, your diet is going to morph a lot in the next days, weeks, and months as your body heals from the surgery. What you eat will change as the days and weeks pass by. Let's focus on the initial six to eight weeks following your surgery. Remember, every surgeon or surgery center may have their own nutritional regimen for you to follow depending on your surgery. Today's information will work in tandem with that information, but if you have any questions specific to your case, always circle back to your surgery center or office. Think of your next six to eight weeks as a gradual progression in terms of food texture and consistency. Immediately following your surgery, your diet will be room temperature, clear liquids, or basically anything you can see through for 24 to 48 hours and up to four days. You will slowly be working your way up to eight to 12 cups a day, or about two to three liters of water and other liquids. You'll just start with small sips every 15 minutes as tolerated, and then you'll build from there. Did you know that dehydration is the main reason for re-hospitalization after bariatric surgery? That's why fluids are so important to start your journey off right. Clear liquids don't include carbonated beverages as they tend to introduce air and cause discomfort, something you do not want right now. Water, diluted fruit juice, protein water, broth bouillon, Low sugar, clear protein drinks all work during this initial phase. Protein waters and low sugar, clear protein drinks are a good way to start adding protein back into your diet from the very beginning. And if you have no issues, somewhere between days three and seven, you'll add other liquids called full liquids that you can't see through, such as milk, soy milk, and sugar-free drinkable yogurt as you continue to heal. Milk, soy milk, and drinkable yogurt all contain protein. So you can see you're starting to include protein sources right away as you did with the clear liquid protein drinks. You may also drink high protein, low calorie liquid supplement drinks that have 20 or more grams of protein and around 200 or less calories. You can also try powders that you stir into milk to meet your protein requirements during this full liquid phase. Okay, how many grams of protein should you have each day on full liquids? Aim for 60 to 70 grams total. So read the nutrition labels closely. Look at the serving size and then how many grams of protein are in that serving. Try to keep your carbohydrate intake down around 50 grams per day. For example, if you're having a blended, drinkable vegetable soup, again, check the nutrition label and see how many total grams of carbs are in a serving. If you drink half a serving, cut those numbers in half. Depending on your surgical center, you may stay on full liquids one to two weeks, while other centers suggest up to 21 days, about three weeks. Okay, so how are you doing? Are you hanging in there? I know you can do this tough work. Keep going. After these two to three weeks on a full liquid diet, it's typically time to move on to a pureed, then mashed, soft diet, such as scrambled or boiled eggs, soft meatballs, vegetables that are cooked and peeled, notice the word peeled for right now, and soft fruit, again, peeled for right now. The idea is to start with smooth blended or pureed foods and work your way to foods that are more mashed than blended and then on to soft foods. So two tips for you. Number one, you're going to fill up much more quickly than you did before surgery. So eat your protein food first. Chew it so well that it becomes pureed, almost like baby food in your mouth. You'll still want to eat that 60 to 70 grams of protein a day, so starting with it first helps you be successful with that daily goal. Tip number two, don't miss this. Now is the time to separate liquids from solid food. Uh, Oh, what does that mean? Drink your beverages 15 to 30 minutes before you eat your food and 30 minutes after you eat your food. Why? Your capacity for food is much smaller and you want to get in the needed calories and nutrition for your body. You'll accomplish this much more easily by separating liquids from food and you won't have as many side effects. Remember, eight plus cups of water or two plus liters is what you're aiming for each day as you make your way down this track along with your food. At four to six weeks out from surgery and you're doing well, it's about time to add some additional solid foods to your diet, including legumes, or all types of beans and split peas that are cooked soft, fresh veggies, fresh fruit, and a small amount of starchy foods like baked or mashed potatoes, corns, or peas. Notice, When I'm talking about carb foods, such as fruit, veggies, or potatoes, we're not talking about more refined carbs like candy, cakes, cookies. Why? These refined carbs, or also called simple carbs, set you up for dumping syndrome, which occurs if you eat foods high in sugar and fat. Symptoms of dumping syndrome include lightheadedness, sweating, a rapid heart rate, cramping and abdominal pain, nausea, Diarrhea. Well, you can already tell, this is the last thing you want to deal with as you are healing and moving forward. Okay, about six to eight weeks have passed now and you did it. I'm so proud. You've progressed and are now ready at this six to eight week point to transition to a regular healthy balanced diet. This step is so important. You've had surgery, yes, and you will eat less, true but you will still eat regular nutritious foods that provide you with broad spectrum nutrition and satiety or remember that feeling of fullness? Did you catch that? One of the big reasons to move forward to healthy regular food is to prevent weight regain and feel satisfied from the various food that you eat. So if you're thinking, I'm not so sure I want to go back to real food, that's what got me in trouble to start with and I don't want to gain any weight. Remember that your focus is on real, healthy, nutritious, and tasty food, yes, but on smaller portions and foods that are lower in calories. If you're dealing with any pain, nausea, or vomiting, be sure and consult your bariatric dietitian. We'll be talking about what a healthy diet and lifestyle for the long haul looks like in an upcoming podcast. In the meantime, well done. Pat yourself on the back for me. And don't forget, join me in the new private Facebook group, the Bariatric Surgery Success Community. A great place to ask questions about your diet and the things we talk about, like in the podcast today. You'll see the link to join in the weekly newsletter or join right now on the website, breakingdownnutrition.com. You'll see the join button on the homepage. If you don't get the newsletter, sign up on the homepage for that as well. Always like you to be the first to know about new podcast episodes, freebies that have come out and other resources. So have a good week. I'll see you in the Facebook group. Bariatric Surgery Success with dietitian Dr. Susan Mitchell is produced and owned by Practicalories, LLC, all rights reserved. Remember, the content provided on this podcast is for information purposes only and doesn't create a patient-provider relationship. It's intended to provide reference material and is not designed to provide medical advice. Please consult your healthcare provider regarding any medical issues you have relating to symptoms, conditions, diseases, diagnosis, treatments, and side effects. Podcast guests express their own opinions experience and conclusions which do not necessarily reflect or agree with the host dr susan mitchell or practicalities llc